am I being catfished? <laughs> I can't believe that's an actual question, but yes, it's amazing, guys. Welcome to the Service Without Excuses podcast. Yes, this is an actual question I've had from one of my subscribers. And um, a lot of times I'm able to get a lot of good content from my subscribers, people that message me and ask me general questions about, uh, you know, what's involving their business and and their their entity, so to speak. And this one came up out of the blue and I've heard it more than once. That's why it's on here. And this person asked me, is my business being catfished? What do you think? And of course, I'm not going to get into investigating whether it's true or not, but I'm going to give some tips and some ideas and, and go from there. So if you're not familiar with what catfishing is, catfishing is the process of somebody falsely putting out information out there when it comes to your um, who you are or who they are in this particular. So it's very common in dating. There was actually a show called Catfishing. I believe that's what it was called. I can be incorrect on that. And this was a show that basically... Uh, highlighted people that you know had met somebody online because it's very common to do online. It's very easy to do. You're not meeting person to person, and they send a picture of some really, really you know hot, hot girl or some really buff dude that just you know whatever that that uh, is not that person. So they're putting this out there saying I'm this person, and you want to meet with that person or maybe have a virtual relationship with them. And people do this for sometimes much longer than we would all think, and um. And they have this this thing, but turns out that person is not the person. They might be on the other side of the country. They probably don't look anything like them, and they may be somebody from, you know, overseas, somewhere around the world. So it, it could be a lot of things. So catfishing is just basically false pretensing. But this one really caught my eye because it was really about a business. Now, um, do we know who it is? That's one of the things we wanted to describe. You so that that's a question right off the bat. Um, do you have an idea who the catfisher might be that's following your business? So what's happening is this person is writing kind of bad reviews, um, spreading misinformation to different people, different groups online, community groups. So basically this person has, you know, like I have a lot of different community groups with our service company here and they're going online and saying negative things about you, but you don't know who they are. They have a fake profile, whatever. And, and Google or, or in this particular case, Facebook hasn't caught up with them yet. And they're basically catfishing my business. They're writing bad reviews on Google, which can get you in a lot of trouble, by the way. Um, and I'll get into that in one second. Or you can go onto Facebook and they're writing bad things on the community, sending you spam messages from a false account. Facebook has really cracked down. Most of these social media platforms now have cracked down on who is a legitimate uh, profile and who is just a spammer or just a false profile person. And that person can get caught or banned off them very quickly. Now, I will tell you, if you're on a platform like Google and you're putting down a bad review and they can track who you are, by the way, they could track who you are. Um, you're not that great of a hacker. I, I promise you, comparison to the people that are working at Google that are trying, that are that are doing it, they're finding out who's sending it and then banning you from platforms like Google for life. And by the way, a ban from Google for life is a just like a life prison sentence in Pennsylvania. It is a full sentence. You will not be able to get back on and they can track it. I know people that have tried to beat the system, tried to get themselves back on and have been just decimated every single time. So if Google catches you putting on falsely spreading information or trying to harm another person like bad reviews or harm their business, they can and most likely will ban you for life. And if your business is driven off of a uh, off of online revenue, people finding you online like my businesses or a lot of people's businesses are, that's that's devastating. That can completely crush your business. Now, it doesn't isolate a business like myself because we have a lot of other systems going into it that don't require that. However, why would we want to damage a great 
uh, a great source and a great uh, uh, partner, uh, but we're not really partners like Google that are um, able to spread uh, good information about our company. So the question really is, um, what do I do about things like that? Well, I would use the word catfishing and the core word phishing in there to do some of it myself. And what I would do is try to engage the person um, one-on-one with the thing and say, oh, I'm very sorry that you had this experience with me. I I, I don't know how you slipped through the cracks. You, As you can see, we have a lot of great reviews, but maybe we made a mistake here and we want to fall on our own sword and figure it out. So now you're going to take that fishing line. And if you're not a fisherman, you have a fishing pole, you have a fishing reel, a fishing line, and bait. And you're going to take that thing and you're going to cast it out to that catfisher and see if they bite. Most of the time they will because they're going to be like, not sympathetic to you, but almost like, wow, maybe I catfished the wrong person. Um, you know, maybe they'll have some kind of moral judgment in their mind and say, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't have done this. And maybe you can get it rectified very quickly in the person. You can both work it out and everybody says, I'm sorry, or he they say, I'm sorry, and I won't do it again. And I apologize for it. I didn't realize who I was doing it to, or they can continue to go on and on about it. And, and I, I would say, try to extend the good arm. Now, by the way, being that way with anyone is a good idea. When you're online and, and I see people do this and I've been guilty of doing this and I sometimes it's it's hard, it's tactful, but how do I respond to somebody that might write a bad review about you and you just go, this is unjustified, this is undeserved, there's no reason for this, we did everything we could for this person, I have before and after pictures of my file, I have a signed off completion, I even have them writing us a good review and then down the road they write us a bad review and that happens to be, well, that, that's something for a little bit of a different day, but it's all kind of related. How do you handle it? And and my suggestion to, to you is to handle it with um, thinking smart by um, engaging the person. And then, of course, pointing out that obviously we have a lot of good reviews, but we want to make sure you're taken care of. You're made whole. That's a big term right now with everything uh, going on in the world. So I uh, want to get them taken care of. And you could put that out there and go back and forth. And that person probably will sometimes reveal themselves who it is. I can say that I didn't know the term catfishing at the time, but I used to co-own a business with my partner in New York, and we had somebody that wrote a bad review. And we're like, you know, we, we it's hard to keep track of everybody. The business was somewhat sizable, still small business, but, you know, keeping track of every customer's name is hard for me to do in my small business, solo owned versus what that was in New York. This person wrote a bad review, and we're trying to find them. And when I first got, I'll pull back a little bit. I first got to New York. Um, my business partner was a very smart, very agile guy, but um, he had things a little bit on the antiquated side. You know, had a had a, a, a Yahoo document with all his customers' email addresses, phone numbers. To his credit, he had everything in there, but it wasn't in a CRM program. So you would have had to go through these things all manually, all a couple thousand of these people uh, over time and just figure out who's who. We, yeah, that's just something you want to do. So when I got there, first thing was we got to get a CRM program. We we got a company called Service Monster, which you've heard me probably here on the podcast. I've interviewed them. Great program. And we uploaded everything into that system. So we're able to find people very quickly. That's kind of commonplace today. But back in 2013, it should have been commonplace, but it necessarily wasn't. And so we we looked this person up in, in Service Monster to find a winner. We couldn't find anybody there. In fact, we couldn't find anybody even remotely close to that particular um, person's claiming where they're located at. It wasn't even like an area where we really serviced. Now, we serviced a lot of Metro New York, New York City, into Long Island, um, but we didn't service the Bronx. And this particular person said they were in the Bronx. So it should have been pretty easy to find because we just don't go there. Um, 
kept fishing, pushing back and forth, and we found out who the competitor was and what they were saying and how it was. And and of course, the 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 uh fair person in me, you know, nicely said, Listen, I know what you're doing. Um, John didn't feel like confronting, he was a non-confrontational person, and I give him a lot of credit for that. He just didn't feel like it was worth doing it. And me, I felt like going at him with two with a double barrel. But I, I, I was tactful about it. I said, listen, I, I see you're writing this. I don't quite know what's going on, what's happening. If you're trying to compete against us fairly, evenly, go for it. That's what the world is about. That's what makes the United States as great a country as it is. However, if you are trying to badmouth me just for a piece of character, um, you know, that, 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 could, that could go in a bunch of different directions. Number one, um, if we can prove that you're doing it, and we, we most likely can, and it's affecting our business and affecting other criteria along with it, you could be liable for this. Now, it's not a criminal issue at this point in time, you know, to do something like that. But if you can prove it's damaging your company and it's it's knowingly committing a fraudulent act upon consumers by stating something that's not true, you can prove this. And we and I did talk to an attorney right before I did this. So uh, I do know these kind of factors, at least here in New Jersey and New York. Um, but you can get in a world of trouble and it can cost you it can cost you your business, let alone your reputation for doing, you know, something damaging another person's reputation. Going fast forward or backwards, what's the best way to handle catfishing? And I will tell you, don't ignore it. Because that catfisher can get empowered or can get the belief that they're they're making progress and just get worse and worse. However, you don't have to fist fight with them. You don't have to say, I'm going to meet you here. <laughs> We're going to go at it. Um, you just want to deal with it in a professional manner and say, this is what it is. If you don't feel like doing it personally, you know, you probably have an attorney that you work with. Have the attorney send a cease and desist letter to them. Um, if you believe wholeheartedly, this is, you want to make sure if you're going to spend the money to write that you know, and do that thing that you have, in fact, the right person that, that you're you're talking to and that it's taken care of. But I would hand it a tactful manner and I would record, I would make notes about it just like you would if you had an employee or an associate working for you and you were not completely sure um, how to document this thing. I would document just like an employee. You know, it, it just, we had this issue, we had this incident, this person, we believe it was, we made contact with them. They were a little sketchy about getting back to us, admitting it, but at the same time, they didn't disadmit it. And we felt as this person, and we know if we have this in the forward, you know, you're almost being your own detective, you know, and you're putting a file together that says this is who it is. Because if it ever turns into something else, the person continues to push forward, causing you trauma, causing you problems with your business and your reputation, then you have another point of recourse saying, listen, then you go, you talk to your lawyer and say, we had this in the past. We thought it was done, but they continue to persist. They want to be whatever. And I think it's time we take that to a different level. And, you know, and maybe that point, that's the cease and desist letter that if you don't do it, this is what's going to happen. We're going to prove that you did this. It's very easy for us to do. Um, we know you're doing it. So we both know, <laughs> you know, you're doing it and I know you're doing it. So before we get to this point where it's going to cost you a boatload of money and be a tremendous pain and financial drain because now i have to come back after you afterwards um why don't we just put this thing to bed and call it a lesson learned and maybe you know grow up <laughs> you want to tell that I, I don't know but it can be a serious issue when it comes to your business so i would not tread it lightly i would definitely handle it i would definitely um engage the person definitely put the reel out there and cast it out and and find out that they um they're aware that you're aware you know that I know in the terms of New York. You know that I know. You'll know that I know that type of thing. And and kind of, uh, you know, 
put it to bed, record it, document it, um, make motion of it, um, get an attorney involved. You have to, if you want to just have them send a cease and desist letter or you want to get a little bit further into it, certainly that's a way to do it because if it can affect your business down the road, it's a problem. So we are big in reputation management here. Obviously, I use programs like Sotellus and I'll give the pitch right here. Go to Sotellus.com forward slash Rob Lyon. That's S-O-T-E-L-L-U-S.com forward slash Rob Lyon, R-O-B-L-Y-O-N. We've been told that there is a number of people that have signed up for the program. We really appreciate it especially going forward in the year. They do sponsor the podcast, so it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Without their support, it'd be very difficult for us to put this thing out here. I have to foot a lot of the expenses in order to do it completely myself, and that's uh, a lot. It's not like an easy podcast just to throw out there quickly and, and have all the distribution angles that we do in order to get it out to as many people as possible. It takes a lot of time. It takes some resources, some money, things like that. So we appreciate them, and I appreciate you if you'll go out and take a look at it. And so going forward, what they do is we send the information out, we collect the review, we file feedback. It's so important to go and do that. And that's another way to really combat it is to take your um, take your information, take your stuff and get those reviews out as quick as you possibly can. And that's going to insulate you a lot too as well, just in case somebody goes backwards. Plus, you just want to collect the reviews. You want to collect and make sure that you're collecting the right feedback from people that have decided to hire your company. So guys, on this episode of the podcast, am I being catfished? Well, you know what? That's a good point. And that's a thing I didn't think we'd ever deal with in business, but we have technically by people writing, competitors writing bad reviews. And in the past, it wasn't uh, an issue. And and by the way, in some states, in some regions of the country, it is actually prosecutable. So you can criminally be, uh, be in a world of trouble by doing that and, and knowingly committing fraudulent acts uh, against another consumer, especially if you're doing it from out of state. But most competitors are doing it locally, and that's, that's a local issue. But let's just say at a minimum, you're dealing with a civil issue and it needs to stop and everybody needs to you know kind of move past it and the person that's doing the catfishing one word for you just grow up if you're doing it um compete on your own merits you know you should be competing with yourself not with everybody else if you're worried about your other competitors around you versus what you're doing day in and day out in order to build your enterprise and build your company and build your reputation then you need to look in the mirror and really think about who you are and if you want to continue that course because there's no way up on that one there's no there's no upside to that at all you're eventually going to get caught get burnt and and you know like a rabid animal unfortunately um you know you, you can't do things like that today it's not the world where you can play games like that or it's not even a game you're dealing with somebody's livelihood but if, if you're going to call it a game, if you're going to refer to it as a game, it's not something you can win today. There's n there's no way for you to win. You're in a digital world. They can track you. They can find you, and they will. So just don't do it. You know, I mean, if, and if you're thinking about that's an advantage I've used and you listen to this podcast, just stop. Don't do it. it, it it's not going to benefit you. Work on your own entity. Work on what builds your company unique. What builds your company best, and just crush it man get out there and, and and do it every single day i mean you know today we had a bunch of jobs have to reschedule we have a little bit of COVID thing going on here now listen this is 2020 23 i can't believe i'm still saying this but i had a large job today where somebody had to cancel for that we still have other jobs for the day we're, we're fine and we rescheduled the jobs but you know these things happen. You have to roll with it. And that's what makes you, you. You have to have systems in place and roll with it and keep people working the best you can and uh, and do 
the best you can every single day. So guys, again, I really appreciate it. If you listen to this podcast, go to subscribe. You can go to robmlyon.com. That's R-O-B-M-L-Y-O-N.com. And you can sign up. We also have the link there for Sotellus. Um, and um, sign up for email. We'll send you a really nice little mini course with the workbook. I just actually updated the workbook while I was away in Arizona. So now it's a little bit of an updated version. By the way, the course was just done a couple months ago. But things have changed that fast where I feel like I should update certain things in the workbook to make it a little bit easier or more relevant to what is going on today. I try to keep our content as up-to-date as possible. Things change daily. That's why the podcast was the best medium for me in order to get information out there um, and to to be able to uh, grow and move beyond it. So. Guys, again, thank you so much and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast at, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that happens to be. Go and subscribe. It helps it load, it helps it build, it helps us get out to more people and helps us continue to do this podcast. I truly love to do. So, guys, have a great day. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon.